0: The Stupidly Small Podcast, Episode 2 for Tuesday, October, November, no, November 18. Wow, you really need to get your head around the month. Well, I know the year is 2014. I'm Stu Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hi, dude. And uh, again, another mistake. With the date, two out of two ain't bad.
1: We did a few mistakes yesterday, didn't we? Well, I suppose
0: you're going to make mistakes on your first little attempt, and uh, I can guarantee you today there's going to be
1: mistakes, but we'll have fun making them, because... uh, (laughs) This is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's awesome. Um, look, we have had uh, – it's, it's been an interesting time lately in Australia, generally speaking, hasn't it? There's been a fair bit on.
0: There's been a lot on and I'm assuming you're speaking about what I was going to speak about, which is mm. the ad I saw on the weekend for the paint. Have you seen – have you come across this? Now, I, I'm – uh. well, you should – well – we're surrounded here in this beautiful studio. White walls, uh, painted, but I'm a bit worried by the walls themselves. Uh, have you or have the studio owners used the new antibacterial paint that uh, be, is being flogged? Have you seen that? Well, you know how germs have have come to a new level. Uh, have
1: they? Well, like in sci-fi kind of thing.
0: Well, if you don't, you know, spray your kitchen. Um, constantly with poison, you're going to die. If you don't <laughs> spray your fruit, if you don't, you know, wash your car with uh, antibacterial car wash, you're going to die. Yeah. Now it's if you don't paint your house uh, with this particular product, uh, it's one of the major paint brands, and the the ads all very nice. It's got the family, mum, dad, kids. I think kid might be sitting on dad's knee, mm-hmm. and um. He's, uh, oh, yes, and uh, we we care about our family. I'm, I'm quite sure we care about our family more than you care about your family because we use uh, company aids, magic, antibacterial paint.
1: What is antibacterial paint supposed to do?
0: Well, you you paint it on your wall and it, it uh, kills germs. It's, what? It's essentially, that's what it is. And then Dad says to Kid,
1: uh,
0: you know, because you can never not have enough no germs or something stupid like that, or is it no germs as good germs? Oh,
1: no, it wasn't no. Germs. It's probably what was you it? know the chemicals that are on that, you know, that are in that stuff mm. probably kill the kids anyway. You think so? I don't know. You know half of the, these things are carcinogenic to start with.
0: But what are we putting on our walls now? There's paint. The, the paint used to just be there to make it brighter and make yeah. it look like you weren't living in squalor. Yeah. Now, what uh, well, they we, we went with sheen high sheen. Yeah. And then we went high sheen uh, with anti-crayon resistance and then high <laughs> sheen with anti-crayon and pencil and texture. And, you know, so immediately we've got a lot of chemicals on the wall. But now yeah. we've got antibacterial. Do you know uh, what
1: we've all got in our blood? We've all got, like, flame-retardant um, paint-stripper-type chemicals running through, coursing through our veins. Were you aware of that? how
0: as, as a what? Well, as I mean, a result of what?
1: Well, as a result of all this stuff in our lives, we, our bodies are really sensitive and they take on all of the chemicals from around us mm. and as a result of us trying to protect ourselves or at least companies exploiting the idea that we need to be protecting ourselves, we're actually doing ourselves more damage. Look, Stu.
0: What?
1: How, did you, how could you possibly have thought <laughs> well, that, I th- that I was going to talk about a paint ad? It stuck out to me, and I figured that uh, I forget that you don't
0: watch TV. But uh, no,
1: I, I, no, I don't. And that's not the biggest news on the, <laughs> on the world stage your, at the moment. Well, maybe not but the look, world it, stage. It's big in the paint world. It is, I do agree, the paint world. <laughs> uh, there is a scene. There are a lot
0: of scenes. Like, there's a caravan scene, not the grey nomads.
1: Yeah. But there's a caravan
0: scene. Like, there's people that just their whole life is caravans. I grew up in a family like that, but that's, that's for another day. That's for another day. It's not about travelling. It's about retailing. Caravan retail is is where the scene is at. Oh, and you know, that? there's actually a market now for uh, vintage caravans. The caravans that I once grew up in, the the old Millards, your Franklins, your Jayco's, uh, you know, three to five berth pop tops, perhaps,
1: are, uh, are now about? considered classics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like everything old is new again. That Stop, is true. But I, but I get in your way. Continue.
1: Oh, look, I was just going to talk about the G20.
0: (laughs) Your old Bondwood caravan, your aluminium, your pop tops.
1: These words, Mm -hmm. what's a pop top?
0: Pop top. Well, uh, there's a pop up and then there's a pop top. The pop top is the caravan that's sort of a low slung caravan. So if you're standing next to it, it might be just a little bit higher than your head. Yeah. But then there is a canvas uh, roof that pops up. Right, and it extends the height of the caravan by another maybe two feet. That's the pop top. The pop up, is the caravan standing next to it. It comes up to your waist.
1: Oh, uh, one then of those it, little and then it squash pops looking up ones. and out.
0: And uh, the pop top, in fact, uh, the, sorry, the pop up caravan has become so, um, so high tech, and for off roading at the moment, companies like Cub Campers that are really uh, big on big on the off road uh, pop up caravan scene.
1: Are you trying to get sponsorship from a caravan? I've got a caravan, so
0: I don't need sponsorship. You've got a caravan, and I do believe there is
1: a rumour that you own or co-own, have some share in a boat.
0: Yes, but we've been through all that. That's old ground. Look, you know the rules. I said it to you when I met you, first day I met you, I said every man needs a boat.
1: (laughs) If you said that to me the first day I met you... (laughs) That would have, uh, I'm not altogether sure I would be have sitting here. you quite as well as I did. Mm. Anyway, caravans,
0: big scene. We might do a caravan special in the I uh, don't future. I think we
1: will. I think we almost just did by
0: accident. Do you know there's such a, the, the people, there's like pensioners driving up the How Hume, up the East Coast of Australia, <laughs> currently driving up the East Coast of Australia. And they could do, download this podcast because they're very uh, tech savvy now and um, be listening to this going, yeah, yeah, I used to love the Jaco." So JK. that's our, is
1: that our um, core audience is it?
0: I hope so. We need an audience. I'm taking anything at this stage.
1: <laughs> but what were you
0: saying? I you, I, I, well, keep look, I in was the way. just
1: saying uh, I, that to to me what's been so interesting about the you know the G20 thing that's been happening and the fact that I heard about it. The fact that tony Abbott is um, has gone out and he's he's had a chance to make a big speech on the world stage and and, and fluffed it as and he 's all read yeah and he's, and he's gone up and he's said, "Oh, n- nobody let me do my thing where I charge people seven bucks to go to the doctor he and did, stuff like that yeah um, it just made me go immediately to that place uh, that you know I enjoy, which is international articles in international papers or international media about Australia, you know, when you see an article about Australia and you have that particularly at the moment, you have that, that kind of dual response of, wow, like I'm horrified. And also, wow, thankfully somebody can see this for what it is. So they, they describe because they're summarising for an audience that doesn't know anything about Australia, they have to summarise the entire thing, mm. and so they go from the ground up. And there have been articles that have been um,
0: back to his Catholic. Well, you're talking about the prime minister.
1: I'm talking about the prime minister. I'm talking about just the Australian political scene. They they describe it, and they they just have to kind of say, well, he's a cons- the the prime minister is a conservative. crane is a priest. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, or and also. There are a couple of articles. that. There's one in the LA Times which – now, this is the other thing that happens Hmm. when this kind of business goes on is that they they suddenly have – there's suddenly a a whole lot of – there are suddenly a whole lot of articles in the Australian press that say, look at this article. Do you know that thing where they're kind of so desperate to be mentioned by America? But
0: surprisingly, that, it seems to come – the ones I see that ref, refer to them are the news.com.au sites, which are the ones see, that support him I locally. know. Uh,
1: did you see the news.com.au site that mentioned – I think it was the uh, Washington Post one mm. – and um, and and it said that the this is horrifying, you know, this is – and then it, underneath there was a link and it was the 12 – or the 10 worst or the 10 biggest blunders of the, like it really sets it out like yeah. um it's interesting that they that news.com must have must realize that there is some traction in appealing to that side of politics as well so there are these articles that just kind of f- oh forget about our editorial position here's an article that will appeal to you, appeal mm. to you. Anyway, look, it's just kind of nice to see and also horrifying to see all these articles about what the Australian um, government's doing at the moment. And then there was another article that I saw that was just on one of my favourite little science websites that was about uh, Australia and it said, Australian students, yay, or something. Well, it didn't quite say that. But no. it, um, because… Very fascinating article. <laughs> well, Australian students, yay, go well, on. No, no, no. Some Australian students have… Um, created 've worked really hard to figure out a way of detecting Ebola and they 've invented this um, this science uh, students invented a way a, a new test for figuring that out. I thought
0: they just pointed a heat gun at your forehead
1: yeah it 's a little more sophisticated than that I don't apparently. Think it is. <laughs> but anyway the point is there 's an an example of yay an australian uh thing being reported on internationally, and you do go, hey, good on us, and yet the government's cutting science. So anyway, it's just interesting, having that whole Australian, uh, seeing Australia on the world stage, it never ceases to glorify well, slash delight me.
0: Yeah, How much, of a tra- How much interest do people have? I saw a tweet yesterday from Michael West, and he said, Google hits for G20 2014 tax avoidance, 2.6 million. Google hits for G20 2014 koalas, 17.6 million. So it's sort of, I'm, I'm unsure whether the actual aims or uh, reason for G20 even being is uh, oh, G- really getting much traction.
1: What G20, I you mean, did, that's why not people... You didn't see the G20 koalas? Yeah, I did see them. Mm. Yeah. They uh, looked like of, any other koalas, didn't they? They did. Lots of shirt fronting jokes, of course. Of course. And would koalas, I mean,
0: I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. Yeah. Would they be probably the most boring animal on the planet?
1: Oh, what?
0: Unless they're clawing your eyes out, but... The the aim of the koala, yeah. Is the to, aim of the koala. <laughs> the, the reason for
1: being yeah. for the
0: koala is to eat eucalyptus leaves and growl. Um, it it doesn't like people. It, I mean, it doesn't like trees being cut down, but it, yeah, they just they sound disgusting. Yeah, it's like if you walk through uh, any certain parts of Phillip Island, it's like walking through the set of a horror film.
1: I know. That, but, that makes them interesting because they make noise. Well, no, because they, they the noise is horrifying, and it's copulation. They're up for it, you know. Like there's, a, there's, a, there's yeah, certainly I mean, yeah. But the only way that's going to help us is if they're up for it with humans, and it's not. Ooh.
0: It's not gonna, Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's not. <laughs> it means nothing to us. You know what I mean? Like seriously, if an animal is up for it, as you say, yeah, it's only good if it benefits us. Right. Like, look, look, unless you get off watching koalas. Oh, dude,
1: why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm saying you're trying to say that that was no, a selling point. I'm saying, point. in terms of an, it being an interesting animal, it's interesting in that sense. Oh, my God. You the really. Stupidly
0: small G20 rappers.
1: Uh, You've really taken me right off my point. Oh, I'm talk really, to do you know what I haven't talked about koalas
0: doing it. But you know what? Yeah. We didn't thank any. Yesterday's podcast, yeah. we claimed as our own. The little uh, stupidly small break that we use to end the, the first segment and head into, <clears throat> which we'll be doing this week, get the phone calls. The phone calls won't be all the time. But thank you to Hita down at Full Clip Productions because he went and got into his little dungeon and made this for us. Stupid. <laughs> and that took that actually took a lot longer than it sounded like it did. But thank you, Hita. What, you mean this? Oh, you're going again. Oh, no, no. Oh. You mean this? Stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's
0: Production genius. Now, yeah. this week, for our first week, we've invited people um, from our world, uh, our world just being whoever is part of our Facebook or Twitter or even on our mailing list at stupidlybig.com, mm. um to phone in yeah. on oh three nine oh seven nine eight nine four seven yeah and leave us either a message, a poem. We had a lovely poem yesterday and we had some other thoughts from Bob. What do we got today? Wow.
1: Hey guys, um, great to hear your voice again, or voices. Um, This is Riles here from Mount Eliza. Um, Stu, the other week you happened to step in front of me in traffic crossing the road with um, what looked like a package of fish and chips, just wondering um, where you got your fish and chips from and whether it was any good. All right, cheerio. (laughs) I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> this this came through last night, Farrell. Okay. And Monday that, night. Yeah. And uh it was followed up with this. Uh g'day again, Riles against you. I just wanted to clarify that the uh fish and chips incident was when you were uh crossing the road uh in at I think it was Elgin Street. Um yeah, in case you happen to get your fish and chips from multiple places. Just wondering about the fish and chips near Elgin Street. Ta. I've no.
0: Riles, was it? Uh, Yes. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. It
1: doesn't sound at all like you, does it?
0: Actually, it doesn't. You know, I'm on record as saying that fish and chips is the most overrated food going around. Okay, do you know what? Let's let's work through it.
1: What could you have been carrying that
0: looked like fish and chips? From the Carlton area of Melbourne, Australia? Maybe pasta? See if you go to. No, but
1: if it's wrapped in a. Fish and chippy type packet.
0: No, but the pasta I buy comes in a box and then put in a paper bag. Maybe ah, you thought it was from a fancy fish and chippery.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I, no, I, I live too far away from there to be. By the time I got home, the, the chips would be soggy. The fish, uh, the batter would be stuck to the paper. The dim sims, of okay. course, would be uh, munched because, as you know, a, a dim sim needs a, a nice crisp outer shell. Um, potato cakes, mushy no, rolls. I and, and by the way. Uh-oh. And why didn't you say hello? What is it with people? <laughs> I, th- I mean, I don't know what you look like, Ryles. You could have just said hello, I'm Riles. Yeah. That's what's wrong with society.
1: If you wanna oh, if you wanna take
0: it just pull, but he's
1: reaching out now. Pull the
0: Google camera back a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, zoom look at the,
0: yeah, zoom out. Zoom out. Look <laughs> at the big picture. Why are people spying on me, thinking I've got fish and chips rather than saying hello, I'm such and such. Um what what's in your bag?
1: <laughs> you as if you wouldn't find that. Slightly creepy. Hello, I'm such and such. What's in your bag? I think no. I think that's what well, is. The world. I suppose what Raza is asking, and he's reaching out now mm. to to say hello. I suppose what he's asking is, what is your uh, fish and chippery for just those times when you go? Do you know what I really need right now? Fish, fish and chi- chips.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I would head to another one.
1: Yeah. yeah a on bit- a does it need to be on a beach? As in near a beach? (laughs) All right, tip number one. Here we go. Show number two,
0: tip number one. And we're (laughs) going to have a lot of life tips on this program. That is a shame. Fish and chips near the water Mm. are the biggest scam to Australian food consumers since, as we're on record of saying, Mm. the Chinese broccoli uh, scam that the Chinese community (laughs) has pulled on us. Fish and chips near water is a rort.
1: Why is that? Because they just go... Well, everyone
0: thinks it's like, oh, the the fish. The guy from Fish and Chip Shops had his line out all morning and he's just pulled in a few <laughs> sharks, gutted, you know, or some flathead or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's uh, cleaned them up and they're just going to some nice fresh batter. No, no. All it is, it's the same stuff you get in town, but they charge you double because you can see water while you're eating it.
1: Right. Scam
0: <laughs> number two. That's what we, we might... We'll have a whole series of food scams purported by the industry. Purported? Chinese broccoli.
1: Purported? No, food scams are undertaken by the undertaken by the industry. Well, this
0: is why you're here because you you are the wordsmith. I'm the word butcher. (laughs) (laughs) The word
1: butcher, come on down for your MC name. The word butcher. That's a good MC name. So yeah, yeah,
0: fish and chips by the
1: water, uh, big scam, major. Do do you think that they're not more expensive by the water? Are they? Yes, they are. Do you reckon they are? Uh,
0: I would say on on average at least a twenty percent increase on city fish and chips.
1: But you know what? I don't think I ever feel like fish and chips more than when I'm near a beach.
0: Because you've you've been brainwashed. It's like this is what our I think, you know, our parents generation yeah. have been part of some sort of scam <laughs> to say so fish and chips. Well, first of all it was on a Friday. You had your fish and chips on a Friday because of Jesus um didn't eat meat on a Friday or something crazy like that. I didn't
1: have <clears> that, <throat> but yeah. But don't you
0: remember like the Suburban Fish and Chip Shop on a Friday was jammed.
1: See like I out think, the door. Was it? Yeah, okay. Well,
0: obviously, you didn't get brought up in the the poor Catholic neighbourhoods oh, that I here did. We go. Okay, oh, where we yeah. were downtrodden oh, the by the king and uh, his subjects, <laughs> we, and we would take shelter on a Friday it was they rampaged for our village in the fish and chip shop. Okay, sure. And now, yep. uh, and the indoctrination to the fish and chip, you know, is. Not just for Fridays, but it's for holidays. Mm. So it's either Friday because um, Jesus didn't eat fish and chips. Mm. Well, I think, I'm sure he did on Fridays, but he didn't eat meat on Friday, so he mm. couldn't have the hamburger mm. or a dim sum. I mean, no wonder Jesus was so revered, that tortured soul. <laughs> but uh, we, was no email thanks about Christianity. And oh, uh, yeah. then the good side of fish and chips was, oh, I'm eating this, I can see water,
1: it must be fresh. It's a scam. Do you know what? Let's move on from Jesus. Hi, Stupidly Big via the Stupidly Small podcast. This is Emily calling from Enmore. My question is, I thought the a question, not a poem. My question is about Kyle Sanderland. Previously, Sydney fighters have tagged and graffitied eternity over our streets. And now I see Kyle Sanderland. So that's my question. Has that become the thing of Sydney to tag Carl Sanderland, thank you and good luck on your big quest by stupidly Big on the stupidly Small podcast. Mwah. Mm, a smooch. That's pretty nice. Well,
0: Carl Sanderlands, the Carl Sanderland's tag, in fact, isn't a uh, Sydney phenom. Isn't it? No, no. I first saw the Carl Sanderland's tag as I sat at a hotel in, uh, in Brunswick in Melbourne, uh, painted right across the wall of uh, one of my ex-employers. Oh, So
1: you reckon it's a thing? I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it.
0: Yeah, no, I saw it, it was in Melbourne a couple of years ago.
1: Okay, so what is it? Is it is it everywhere in Melbourne though? Like, have you seen it more than one place?
0: Yeah, I've seen a couple of places. It's a phenomenon. I think you it's say. just a person. No, I think it's just a person. That's his tag or her tag.
1: Oh, and they've moved to Sydney recently. Obviously they've moved to Sydney, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> it, so we're just dobbing someone in. But no, it's, not, it's nothing to do with um, the great, as, as we call him in the industry, the great Kyle Sanderlands. <laughs> well, everyone's always on that guy's case.
1: I mean, for what reason? Oh, my God, are you going to come out and defend you? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Sanderlands, I used to? You. No, you're not. But, you
0: know, but, but it's solidarity,
1: huh? No, you know we what? I don't together. think it's a guy called Kyle Sanderlands who's just moved to Sydney. I don't think that's right. Now, you the
0: point. It, people don't go around graffitiing their own names. No, they but do, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: I think it is some kind of, like, why was the eternity thing a thing? It was because... It's
0: a, I thought it was just because it was the first graph guy, like, in the 1800s or whatever. I could have done some homework. <laughs> Seriously, he was doing it with chalk. When was chalk invented? Oh my god. If we had
1: the internet here, it's stupidly big head think Je- I think Jesus was probably chalking when he about his Jesus there was a lack of Dim Sims. Yeah.
0: Jesus used to do the chalkboard
1: at um, the Jerusalem fish and chip shop as a kid. <laughs> That's
0: true. No meat fridays.
1: Right. Um, yeah. But no, eternity was supposed to be like there was an artistic kind of it idea was, behind it. You had a lovely whereas, hand style, yeah. Whereas I think Carl Sanderlands must be uh, sort of, a, why would you write Carl Sanderland? What does it do? What does it evoke? It evokes sort of fury and a sense of despair in the contemporary culture. You know, know what you sound
0: like? Robert Doyle discussing street art.
1: Ah, oh, thanks. No, in, in that
0: you're trying to think um, more. Um... What?
1: So you're not supposed to think at all? Why? Why not then? Why not write another thing rather than that then? Here we go. Uh, here we the get, word here.
0: eternity was a graffito tag, which had its origins in Melbourne, Australia.
1: Oh, <clears throat> I've Mel- anything. No, oh.
0: the Melbourne Herald newspaper recorded on the twentieth of June, nineteen thirty, a what? local eccentric who travelled the suburbs, adorning all the walls he could find. Uh, well, <laughs> break, could find with one word, eternity. <laughs> yeah. The word was later written numerous times in chalk on the streets of Sydney, Australia from the 1940s through to the 60s. So okay. take that, Sydney, another win from Melbourne, 1930s, it started here
1: in that
0: Melbourne, Australia. Is
1: a f- you know what we've actually done? Educated the audience. We've, we've inserted, accidentally inserted a fact into our podcast. We'll ensure that it does not continue. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for that call and for the special kiss. That was very nice. Uh, do you know what, Stu Farrell? What's up? Um, we probably, you know, need to get out of here if we want to keep these stupidly small. Mm-hmm. Then you know we can keep them stupidly small, can't we? Well, if we're
0: going to be doing it Monday to Friday, we, we knack it if we keep. It oh, we have had a
1: few people, a, a, a bit of uh, feedback from people saying, uh, Are "You guys kidding? That's a lot of work." Um You
0: scared of hard work, Lauren Clark? Yeah. You oh, know what? You are.
1: I am. You're so to say no. podcast is now weekly. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, Who knows what it's gonna be? This is the beauty of it. No, that's it. And you know what? We could it could turn into something else in a month's time. But at the moment we are rather enjoying uh having a little bit of something regular.
0: Because, regular.
1: Well, like we actually get to think every morning. It's good. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, we get together. We get the
0: papers, we get the coffees. Anyway, that's all boring stuff that people don't need it's to know. That's not about.
1: because I, we do have a coffee. In, yeah, you know in, what in else we hands. do
0: have? A sponsor. We haven't thanked our sponsor. We haven't. And all week we've got the same sponsor.
1: We do uh, unibicycles.com.au. And we do thank unibicycles very much. You can, there is a 15% discount for a cash purchase if you mention these stupidly small podcasts. Nice. So that's very good. And we do thank John and everyone at unibicycles for that.
0: And also, we must remind you, head to the stupidlybig.com website, sign up to our mailing list uh, for reasons unknown to us yet, but it's good to have you on board. Also, you can follow us at Twitter, obviously, at stupidlybig, and head to facebook.com forward slash stupidlybig. Do you know
1: the nerdy thing that you're supposed to do that everybody, like, says is just amazing for us? Like, if you want to support in any small way the best way is to go to iTunes mm. and like or favorite or whatever the thing is. Make a comment, anything like that that looks like there's a bit of activity happening is really helpful for us. Having said that, uh, the podcast may not yet have turned up on it iTunes. It takes a while So it does take to. a while uh, and if you need to listen, in the meantime, do head to the website. That's where the link is at the moment. Every morning. Now, Lauren. Yes, Stuart Farrell. Let's
0: go out with this. Let's go out with some happiness because, uh, you know, every now and then in life, Sometimes you, you're you're first onto something, other times you're two years late, and, yeah. and in this case, a couple of years late. But it's just re-emerged again. Yeah. And uh, Have you come across this Jim Wilson, uh, the God's Chorus of Crickets recording out on SoundCloud? That's uh, there's been a couple of websites reposting the links to it. Are what, you familiar what with it? No. Who's Jim? Right. What? Yep. Well, Jim Wilson recorded um, <clears throat> just a, a stack of crickets, like okay. the insect
1: crickets. That's right.
0: Right. And um, slowed it, then recorded for like hours. Right. Then slowed it down. Right. I love stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the result is phenomenal. It's it's almost like a, a hymn. It's like a, a choir singing. Uh-huh. And what he did was, because crickets have a, a faster lifespan than us, mm-hmm. it's been slowed down to the speed of the human sort of, oh, uh, what oh, would really? the word be? Yeah. How, how fast we sort of uh, decompose. And... Uh, the the sound is phenomenal. So I reckon, it, like I said, it's a couple of years old, but it's a nice way to go out. And next time you hear a cricket, wonder what it's
1: singing. How beautiful.
0: See you tomorrow morning. Oh, bye bye.